Nationally ranked academics and a 94% job placement rate are hallmarks of an Ohio Northern University education. Polar Preview Day is November 9th. Visit onu.edu for details. Listen to Kingdom Authority with your host, Dancia J. Morris, on Kingdom Empower Incorporated. We're here to educate, motivate, and elevate your mind, body, and spirit. If you have questions or comments, or just want to talk to your host, you can call in at 646-668-2413, or listen in online at landministries.com. And now, here's your host. Dancia J. Morris. Hello, welcome to the Kingdom Authority broadcast. KAB, y'all. This is your host, Reverend Dancia, back on with you. Guess what month it is already in the year 2019? It's September, so we got to make this a step to remember, and I'm telling you we're kicking it off with someone today that you're going to remember this September on the KAB Show. Thank you so much for joining. I am your host once once again, Reverend Danska Jones-Morris. I'm excited to be with you all tonight. I hope you're operating in authority in your territory. It is incredibly important that you understand your spiritual gifts, the gifts that God has graced you with, so that you can operate in your particular territory in the kingdom of God. It's about building the kingdom of God while we're here on this great earth, and we want to honor God by exercising, utilizing, and executing and operating in our own rightful gifts. Now, you may have more than one gift, but it is important that you find out what God has graced you with, he's given you supernatural grace to do something in this world, to solve a problem in this world, and the only way to do that is through him and your spiritual gifting. So I am excited about you operating with authority in your territory. This is a great day today, September 1st, 2019, to be in your presence, in your ear, and just talking about kingdom authority I am super excited about the minister that's coming on today. Um, She has, she doesn't know this, but she has always been in my view to be on this broadcast and the Lord spoke clearly. And so she is on this evening and you will not be disappointed. I guarantee you. I don't care if she bursts out in the song. I don't care if she um, expounds a word. And I tell you what you're going to do. You're going to receive a blessing from it. And make sure you have pen and paper ready so you can jot down some things so that you can operate with authority in your territory. I want to pray before we go into today's broadcast, and I want us to make sure we focus on the power that we have in Jesus Christ. There's so much power. And, y'all, let me tell you something. You think what's going on in the world, there's all kinds of powers out there. There's no power like the power of our God through the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And if we operate in that, we have dunamis power, (laughs) great power, 
power beyond power, supernatural power, overwhelming power in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, thank you. We, we just bless you and praise you. We say yes to your will and to your way. That has been ringing, and in, even in prayer yesterday, we say yes to your will and to your way. Thank you, O oh God, for being the creator. We thank you, O oh God, for being Elohim. We thank you for being El Shaddai. We thank you for being the God that is more than enough. Thank you, O oh God, for being the, the bread of life. We thank you, O oh God, that you give us life. You feed us until we want no more. Thank you, Father, for being our rock and our shield and our protector. We thank you, O oh God, for being our mind stabilizer and our regulator of our mind. Oh, my goodness, how great you are, how magnificent you are, how wonderful you are. You, God, are the reason why we live. You're the reason why we move. You're the reason why we have our being, and we honor you. We bless you. We lift your name, the name of Jesus. We honor that name above all names. There's no other name that we love, that we favor, than the name of Jesus Christ. Woo! Yes, God, we honor you on tonight, God. We honor you this September to remember. Father, we say yes to your will. Father, thank you for keeping us. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for pushing us, God. Thank you for pushing us, God. Thank you, oh God, that you lead us out, God. You cause us to triumph. You cause us to have the victory. It is because of you, God, that we are able to walk in victory. It is because of you that we are able to stand, God, in these evil, wicked, sinful, wretched days. It is because of you, God, that we continue to breathe, Father. If you take our breath, there is no more living for us. And so we will praise you unto our last dying breath. Mm. Glory, hallelujah. And then even when we're not breathing, then God, you will resurrect us to sing with the angels and cry, holy, holy, holy. Yes, you're holy now. You're holy forevermore. You're holy in your holiness. Thank you for being righteous. Thank you for being our banner. Thank you for being our protector. Thank you for being our shield. Thank you for being our good, good, good shepherd. Thank you, O oh God, for being our provider. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you blocked some things. And thank you, God, that you let some things come at us because of you, God, is the reason why we grow. Because of you, God, is the reason why we can go forward. Because of you, God, is the reason why we can do this on tonight. It is you, the you, God. It is you. <laughs> it's you, the great I am, the bright and morning star, Woo! the resurrected one. Yes, God. Thank you for being Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sitchanum. Thank you, O oh God, for being our righteousness. Woo! Jehovah, our peace. Yes, Lord. And there is none other like you. So we say, yes, God. Open up ears now. Open up minds. Open up hearts. Open up eyes. I'm talking about the spiritual realm. Allow us to go in deeper, God, to wade out in the water, to go into the deep, God, so that we can, Lord, do the things that you have set us on this earth to do. God, draw from the north, south, east, and west. Souls, God, from the north, south, east, and west of the earth, God, so that they can, in the name of Jesus, they can be drawn, and then, God, they can share who you are to them. And then, Lord, that person can share who you are to them. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, we will build this kingdom. We will 
season, even in our own rooms, in our own houses, God, we can go out to the nation and say yes to your will. We can draw men to say yes to your way. We can draw men, God, so that they give you glory. We can draw men, God, so that they give you praise. And it's because of you that our lips move, our tongue moves. Hmm. To say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness, your goodness, your kindness. Oh, my God. Thank you, oh, God. Woo! You are definitely our Father. Great Daddy, you are to us. Mm-mm-mm. You're the great Father. <laughs> oh, God, I haven't seen, haven't met, haven't known, haven't been touched by anybody greater. Woo! Yes, God. Every time you touch us, God, you do marvelous and wonderful things. We may not understand it, but every touch from you is great. Yes, God. Every touch from you is right. <laughs> Every touch from you, Lord, allows us to walk into our destiny in the name of Jesus. So, God, open our eyes to see things the way we need to see them for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, let me tell y'all, I feel like praying. Lord, have mercy in our love prayer. Mm-hmm. I love praying. I love God. I love God. Woo! You don't love him? <laughs> What's wrong with you? All right, let's move on because I want to bring on this great woman of God, um, Minister Leah, and I, 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 I've talked with her for a little bit here, and I want to make sure that we can bring her and have her the time that, whoo, my goodness, thank you, Jesus, whoo, that she has the time to go ahead and talk about this power over the nation. It's about kingdom authority, and it's operating. And I'm telling you, I really appreciate her for who she is in the body of Christ and what she does. And so I want to bring her on. Minister Leah, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Awesome, awesome. Well, can you just first of all greet our listening audience? They're coming in. I mean, they're coming in tonight like crazy, and I love it. Well, amen. Well, praise the Lord, everybody out there. Um, my name is uh, Pastor Leah Britton. I'm right here in Muncie, Indiana, and um, I am really excited to be here today. I really feel like I have a word from the Lord for you today, a word of encouragement and also uh, actually kind of a word of warning as well, some things that God has put in my spirit for us kingdom builders and those of us who are walking in authority. So I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited for the word. You know, I hope you tune in. I hope you get something out of it. My prayer is that you will hear God, that you will hear him speak through me. That is not me. It is him who is speaking to the church, the body of Christ in Mm. 2019. Because God is doing some things. There's a shifting in the atmosphere. There's a shifting in the body of Christ because God is lining up his people for the greatest work yet. And so there's some things that we have to do to get ourselves ready. And I feel like I have a part of that word for you tonight. So um, I'm just, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. Oh, awesome. You go ahead and step right on in, Pastor. All right. Well, I'm just going to start a little bit because I know sometimes when you meet somebody new or you've heard somebody for the first time, you're kind of trying to figure out who they are and what they are. But um, my name is Leah Britton. I grew up here in Indiana, actually in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I moved to Muncie uh, during my college years by trade. I'm an educator. I teach fifth grade elementary school, but God has always been a huge part of my life. I was one of those kids who grew up on the church pew. 
And so I'm very familiar with church and how church behaves. And, and, and the Lord called me to be a minister actually when I was in the eighth grade. And um, he deals with me in the form of dreams. And I'll tell you a little bit about that later on. And he called me to the ministry. Um, I also am a psalmist. I love to sing and worship God. I love to pray. And so those are some things that um, are about me. But I know, you know, every minister has their calling. Every minister has something that they're assigned to. And I feel like God has assigned me to the body of Christ. You know, some are evangelists and therefore the lost. But the Lord has assigned me to the body of Christ to help prepare us, to help get us into shape for what God has for us. So um, as Pastor Danzia was, uh, asked, had asked me about this, I thought, oh, Lord, what am I going to talk about? And the Lord said, talk about kingdom authority. And I was like, well, that's just a really huge subject, God. So we need to narrow this down. So as I began to seek the Lord and ask God about what we were supposed to be discussing today, the Lord told me to pick up the book of Revelations. And I thought, Revelations, oh, Lord. You know, if you knew, knew my church background, I grew up in a, in a hot fire Pentecostal church that always preached about hell and going to heaven and being saved. And so the book of Revelations was not necessarily my favorite book when I was growing up in church. But as the Lord began to take me through this book, he pointed out a specific church. And so the word of the Lord that's coming today actually has to do with, one, a warning, and two, an encouragement to the body of Christ, those of us who are walking in kingdom authority. And so the Lord just began to lay on my heart Revelations, the second chapter. So if you have your Bibles, you can go there. And we'll be in Revelations, the second chapter, and we're going to jump down to the 18th verse. And um, our objective here today, because I'm a teacher, so this is what I want you to know by the time we get finished, is we need to, A, break some covenants that have been made inside the church with the world, mm. and B, remain steadfast in the things that God is telling us to do. So um, that's, what we're, that's where we're going tonight. So if you would just turn with me to Revelations 2. 18 through 29, I'm going to read the scriptures in your hearing, and then we'll go probably verse by verse and kind of break down what the Lord has put in my spirit. Revelations 2, 18 says, And to the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things sing the Son of God, who has eyes like flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. I know your works, love, service, faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. Nevertheless, I have a few things against you because you allowed that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. And I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds. I will kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he who searches the minds and hearts. And I will give to each of you according to your works. Now to you I say, and to the rest of Tyre, as many as do not have this doctrine, who have not known the depths of Satan, as they say, I will put on you no other burden, but hold fast what, to, uh, what you have till I come. And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to the end, to him, I will give power over the nations. And so I that's kind of where our title came. 
power over the nations. So I was, you know, milling these things over in my mind. And, you know, if you read the book of uh, Second uh, Revelations, the second chapter, the Lord is going through all of the latter-day churches, and he's telling them the things that they've done good and the things that said he needs them to do to step up their game. But the Lord pointed this thing out to me, and he said, this is what I want you to speak to the body of Christ that is listening tonight. And he talked about making covenants making covenants with things that are outside of the will of God. And so he said, focus on this, focus on this, this 18th chapter where he begins to talk to the church of Thyatira. Now, it, it, it's great. He does the, Jesus does the sandwich method. That's what we call it in elementary school. He tells you all the stuff that you did good first, right? And then he tells you the thing that he's not so happy with, and then he finishes it up with something else sweet. And so we're going to start with the good things because I don't want you to think he's talking to the church back in the past. He's talking to the church in 2019 because whether you know it or not, time is winding up, and the Lord is soon to come, and he is preparing for himself a church. So what he's doing is he's rearranging and he's fixing and he's washing and he's cleansing and he's scouring and he's searching and he's making known to us what we need to do to get ourselves together. And so when I started reading this, he said, I am pleased with the church as a whole. You know, I see your works and I see your love and I see your service and I even see your faith and your patience. I've seen all of these wonderful things that you have done. So the Lord is not downing us. He's not saying that the church is garbage or trash and you're not doing anything that I ask you to do. We are doing some great things here on earth while we're waiting on the coming of the Lord. So the Lord wants to uh, commend us for those things. But he said, I have this one thing against you. He says, you allow that woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet, to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Now I want to stop right there. Because uh, we talk about Jezebel, and even when I was growing up in church, Jezebel was always this made-up figure with a bunch of lipstick and earrings, and, you know, that's what you weren't supposed to wear. But Jezebel, even in this uh, connotation, is a spirit, and it's a seducing spirit, a spirit that leads us away from what God is wanting us to do. And the Bible says that God has issue with it. He says, because you allow. And when you allow something, that means you have conscious knowledge that it is there, but you have given it permission to operate anyway. And so as the body of Christ, we cannot have one hand in the world doing all the wonderful works of the Lord, but still hang on to things that God has told us to let go. And if you know the story of Jezebel from the Old Testament, she got her authority. We're talking about kingdom authority, right? We're talking about kingdom authority and walking with God. She got her authority legitimately through her marriage to Ahab. Ahab was supposed to be the ruler over the kingdom. He was the one that was supposed to have the ear of God. But because he made a covenant with a pagan woman, she got her foot in the Mm. door and introduced things that should not have been allowed among the children of Israel. And so the Lord spoke to me and he said, Leah, we are the legitimate kingdom authority people, but we have made covenants with things of the world that has given it legal right Mm -hmm. to operate in our churches. 
and amongst the people of God. And he's saying, I'm giving you time right now to repent. And as I was thinking about this, the Lord began to talk to me about a, a while ago. I had a dream. And, and if you know me, I, the Lord deals with me at dreams very, very vividly. And in this particular dream, I had a dream of this really beautiful hotel room. And in this hotel room, there was a really elaborate bed. And on the bed, there was a woman, and she was giggling and laughing seductively. And you could barely see her face, but you could tell that she was scantily dressed. And she kept beckoning in this dream to come, come to me, come to me. And she held out her finger, and she pricked it, and blood began to run down her finger, and she held it out as a bloodletting offering. And when I woke up, I heard an audible voice said, beware of the seducing. And so because this is what has happened to the body of Christ. We have been seduced in some way away from walking in our kingdom authority. We've come to Bible come class on. after Bible class, church service after church service. We've gone to conference after conference. We've gone to her prophetic words. We've heard Bishop T.D. Jakes. We've listened to all our favorite speakers. We are come filled on. with words, yet we have made a covenant with something that does not belong in the midst of the body. When I was, and then when I had this dream, I didn't really understand what the blood meant. And, and I was happy to be watching a television show, and they were talking about the mafia. And when the mafia takes someone into their organization, they do bloodletting. They literally cut themselves, and all of the men mingle their blood together, making a covenant with one another that this would be priority over anything else. So when you make a covenant with a spirit that is not the spirit of God, you are giving it priority over the things of God. And so that's what God was saying to this church of Thyatira because they let that woman Jezebel, they knew what she was about, they knew what she would do, and they still gave her permission to operate among them. So the first thing the Lord said, I want you to warn them. I want you to warn them and tell them that, you, first of all, you need to recognize that you made a covenant, that you have made an allegiance with something that is not him something that did not come from God. So we need to ask the Lord to search. But the Lord said, you don't even have to ask to search that much because you knew what it was before you made the covenant with it. But the Bible says you allowed it. You allowed it. And it may not necessarily be the spirit of Jezebel, but some of us have made covenants with um, old hurts. We've made covenants with old uh, things that God has already even delivered us from. But sometimes we go back and we Mm. pick them up and we carry them around again. So it may not necessarily be a demonic spirit. It could be something that God has delivered you from, something that God has taken you away from, something that God told you not to touch or not to bother, but you went and got it anyway. So the Lord is saying, I am giving you a chance to repent. And so if we keep going down in the scripture, it starts talking about what the Lord will do. Because, see, covenants were made to not be broken. They were made so that they would last forever. Covenants have to be broken. If they're going to be broken, the Bible says he's going to have to do it. So God said he's going to come and he's going to cast this spirit into a sickbed and everybody that commits adultery with it unless they repent. So the Lord told me to warn the church because he is getting ready to come through the body of Christ and he's going to begin to judge the spirit that we have made covenant with. Now, he's giving you an opportunity to repent right now. But if you do not repent, when he comes to judge the spirit, you will be taken down too. Kingdom people. Kingdom people. 
We have given up our kingdom authority because we've allowed something else to take that place. And so the Lord said, just warn them, warn them, warn them. But not everybody. I want you to think it's everybody, not everybody. Not everybody's in this boat. Some people are on the side where he said, you've never given heed to this seducing spirit. You resisted. You stood against what you knew was wrong. So he said, hang on in there. Hang in there. For those of you who have been believing God, who have stood on the word of God, who refused to make a covenant with the things of the world, who refused to step with, walk with one foot in the world and one foot in the church. For those of you who have stood on God's word and you have believed him, he said, hold on because I am about to give you power over the nations. God Hallelujah. is going to give power over the nations. He's going to give you power over your regions. We read this stuff in the Old Testament where the children of Israel overtook cities and kingdoms and that kind of thing. And sometimes we struggle to overtake a headache. But if you are standing on the word of God today, when he comes to judge these spirits, he's also coming to give you power to rule over your nation, whatever that is, your Hallelujah. household, your school, your work, your your city. We are believing God in Muncie, Indiana, for him to turn this city around. We have had bad press left and right. The school system has been jacked up. But we are watching God as the people of God are turning from their sin. See, it all the, the formula has always been there for us to continue to walk in kingdom authority. And it has always been there for the people, and it, it has to do with repentance and your obedience. Your kingdom authority is only as strong as your allegiance and obedience to Jesus Christ. If you're not willing Ooh. to be obedient, if you're not a willing to pledge allegiance to him and him only, your kingdom authority is null and void. So God is asking you, get rid of the extra things. Lay aside the weight, the sin that does so easily beset us. Turn your eyes to him, and he is going to give you power to conquer your kingdom. Yeah. So be encouraged for those who are who are still struggling, for those who will feel like I've been doing this a long time and I don't really see any, any results. You know, remember that he gave them recommendations at the beginning or commendations at the beginning, honor. He talked about their love and their faith. He sees the work that you are doing. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Keep doing the things that God has called you to do because he's coming to give you power to conquer that thing. Yes, it has taken some years. Yes, it has taken some months. Yes, it has been longer than what you thought it would be. But if you hang in there, God is coming through to give you power over your nation. God is coming yes. through to do that. And so stay encouraged, mm. people of God, if you hang in there. You know, then when the Lord's going to talk to me, he just started saying, "You, I'm taking the people of God back, those who are willing to detach themselves from these covenants. I'm taking them back to their original commandment. And I was like, what is the original commandment? He said, Genesis 1:28. He said, then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. He said, those of you who choose to walk with me, who choose to let go of the things of the world, when I give you kingdom authority, I'm going to let you fulfill the first commandment that I gave you, which is to subdue and have dominion. And then he said, he said, listen to this. Do you know people in Hebrews, 
the people of faith in Hebrews, these are all Old Testament saints. They were the saints that had the Holy Ghost dwelling on the outside. They didn't have it on the inside like we do now. But he said, look at this scripture. He said, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms work righteousness, obtain promises, stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant and battle, turned to flight the enemies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And for those of us in this last day who choose to walk in kingdom authority and let go of the seducing spirits of the covenants that we have made, these are the things we're going to be able to see with our own eyes. We are going to see the dead raised. We are, we are going to see miracles, signs, and wonders, things out of the supernatural, but he's going to do it through people who have clean hands and a pure heart. You cannot be a contaminated vessel and God flow through you. So today God is telling you to repent. If it is you, repent. You still have time to repent. Humble yourself. Allow God to clean you up because he needs everybody in place on point to do Mm -hmm. what he wants to do in this last day. Yes, Lord. And that's all I have. That's what he told me to tell you, and so that's what I'm telling you. So bless God. Be encouraged. Thanks of God. He is doing something awesome in the earth today, and I I just I marvel at it. I understand. You know, we see the tragedies. We're right now we're facing Dorian, the hurricane, and and you know I'm not just talking about the United States. I'm talking about all over the world, we have countries conflicting with other countries. And here in the United States, we constantly have this shooting thing going on. But I'm telling you, if the people of God, if the people of God would break covenant with the enemy and pledge allegiance to Jesus Christ, we will see a reformation in the world unlike any other, unlike Mm. any other. You know, they had the Great Awakening 1 and the Great Awakening 2. There's a Great Awakening 3 where God is going to begin to open the eyes of people. You know, he's coming back for a glorious church, not an anemic church. We shouldn't be sitting in the corner, sucking our thumbs, just waiting on Jesus to come. He told us to subdue and have dominion. And so we are going to subdue and have dominion until Jesus comes back. But we have to break covenant with the things of the enemy. We have to. So and we have to repent. That is that is so awesome. And I'm I don't mean to cut you off. Keep going. You need to. I just wanna ask you a couple of questions about what you said. So when you say take dominion, what does that look like for this particular generation of and the next generation of um dominion <laughs> dominion executors? What does that look like? It means taking over the world's spheres of influence. We have spheres of influence, government, entertainment. We've got education. We've got religion. There's spheres of, of, of influence that influence our lives. And when the people of God raise up and rise up, we will take dominion in those areas. God is going to begin to raise up real Christians, real people who believe in God in the Hollywood studios that will stand for things of God. We will see God raise up politicians, just like he raised up Joseph and in, in, in for the children of Israel to save much alive. We're going to see politicians that will truly not just say they're Christians so they can get election votes and so they can kind of mm-hmm. appease those of us 
who are Christians, but those who have God in their heart that literally will walk into the White House and begin to speak in tongues and declare and decree from this mount the things of God concerning this country. We're going to see God raise people up in the educational realm. We're going to see people raised up in the medical realm, in the business realm. Every sphere of influence influence in our lives, we're going to see God begin to raise up people who will take dominion because they believe in God, they hear from God, Mm -hmm. and they know what he's saying for that time. I'm one of those people. I believe I am one of those people. The Lord has laid it very strongly on my heart to go and receive my uh, administrative license to begin to climb the ranks in the world of education because we don't need just anybody in there. These are the minds of the next generation and the generation to follow, and we need somebody. It starts with leadership from the top down who's willing to plead the blood. Even if I can't talk, say Jesus out loud in my classroom, I can still from the top begin to pray and cause the presence of the Lord to be there, and that does some things. So God is going to begin to raise up people like that and strategically place them in position around the world so that his kingdom will be on display. I'm telling you, um, that right there is so profound because if we would do the things that are needed for his kingdom to be on display, then there wouldn't be as much focus on the negative things in this world. And can you imagine the power that we have in this world? Um, I'm getting texts about um, blessed God and and kingdom. If we, you know, I'm trying to understand, can you help us understand um, what kingdom really is? The kingdom of God, what the kingdom of God is, is that what you're asking? Yes, Mm mm-hmm. The kingdom of God is, a a kingdom is a system, and it's kind of hard for those of us here sometimes in the United States, at least, to um, understand a kingdom because we don't operate under a kingdom system. The kingdom is a territory of, of a place that is ruled by a king or a queen, and in the kingdom of God, He is our king, and we are the body or the people who are under him. And so when we talk about the kingdom of God, and, you know, kings have um, all power. They can do whatever they want to. And so God is king. He can do whatever he wants to. So he begins to establish his providences and territories. When you study even the um, some of the histories of our countries and our nation, the king or the British empires, they call it an empire because they went they went from land to land and they conquered and subdued and had dominion over other lands and they started to bring them into their kingdom. That's why they're called the United Kingdom because they have so many different territories. So when God's kingdom comes on the scene, he begins to establish territories and dominions all over the world. So it's not just me and my four. It's whoever goes out. We are armed, and usually we are armed with the word of God. We are armed with the gospel. And as we go out and preach and teach and bring others in, the kingdom of God begins to expand. And see, then he begins to establish territories and dominion in different areas. And that's what I was talking about, those spheres of influence. When the kingdom of God reaches Hollywood, when the kingdom of God reaches the sports arenas or the sports 
Uh, those are uh, kingdoms, even kingdoms in this world. They're minor kingdoms, but not compare, compared to the kingdom of God. But when the kingdom of God is influencing them, then, and they become a part of the kingdom of God, then they begin to influence the people around them with godly principles. So the kingdom of God is it. a group of people that are expanding under the headship of God. I love it. And so we have a hard time with that in the United States of America because we, like you said, do not operate in that um, in that arena that 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 way. And so as a result of that, we end up we end up denouncing that type of practice <laughs> because we operate what we call a democracy. But what's happening? Right. But what people don't understand, and just to bring that to today's time, what's what's happening now? I believe. God's will is to operate in that king or queen, and, and, and Jesus is our king. And so what's happening in America now, we're having a hard time with it because we've never operated in that realm before. But the people of God should understand it because we've always, once we became a part of the body of Christ and were adopted um, through the blood of Jesus Christ, we should understand kingdom, kingship, or queenship, whatever, however you want to call it, and being under that principle of the king of Jesus Christ. Remember, people of God, we don't operate in the world system. We operate in kingdom system. We operate in the spiritual system. And so our, our king is Jesus Christ. That's right. <laughs> Based on God the Father. And so um, I, I love that because we have to take dominion. And when we say the kingdom, we're thinking that we're thinking that we take dominion. Um, well, first of all, let me just break it down this way: we're we're operating in a spiritual realm and executing in the natural realm. So when we right. first do anything, we need to be operating in the spiritual realm. What does that mean? In our spiritual gifting through the grace of God and the anointing that God has placed in us, because He is in us. And then when they see us walk, we represent, represent Jesus Christ in the earth on our jobs. We don't understand how impactful, and you just jarred me here. You don't, we don't understand how impactful we are just in our workplace. Exactly. Exactly. And we need to understand because we've grown up in a democracy and we've always had choice in the kingdom of God, when you are born into the body of Christ and you become under his headship, you lose the ability to choose. You now become a servant of the king. And what servant tells their king or master what to do? It's always the other way around. Yes. And so that's why God is coming after these things, because for whatever reason, we think we can choose what we want to follow and what we don't want to follow. But when you are in the kingdom of God, your allegiance is to Jesus Christ only. And whatever he says is what goes without question. Mm. I love that. Without question. But we have learned to question everything. <laughs> exactly. We are literally but taught that, in the United States. Go ahead. Go ahead. But that comes with learning and walking with God and learning to trust Him. We sing a song in our in our church, and I know it's heard probably all over the world. Bethel Music put it out. Good, good Father. And that that when you begin to walk with God and you understand exactly who He is, you develop a trust that He's not going to hurt you. That everything that He tells you is to help you. 
And so when we begin mm-hmm. to walk with God and go from faith to faith and glory to glory, we begin to put into our repertoire and into our memory how God treats us. And he really is a good, good father, and we can trust what he says is true, what he says is right, and what he says is good for me. <laughs> this, I couldn't have said that better. It is all true. Everything he does is perfect. I, <laughs> I have a friend who says God is just perfect. He's just perfect. <laughs> and it's true. Yes. And it's true. And, all and it is ways. true. All right. Did you have anything else to add? I'm telling you, that was so that was so power packed. I, I don't really want to touch any more of that because I want that to settle on the people of God, everything you just said. Because that came straight from God. <laughs> Well, I don't really have anything else to add today, but I know this topic is so wide. I would love to come back and talk some more about the kingdom of God because one of the things is, especially in the in the American church, we need to move from church to kingdom. We need to uh-huh. move from the church mentality to the kingdom mentality, and that's part of our issue. When I say church mentality, church mentality is always focused inwardly. Kingdom mentality is focused outwardly. And so for years and years in the church, we've always focused on what can we do to make the people in the church feel better, this, that, and the other. But when we step into the kingdom realm, we begin to focus on the things outside of the four walls that we go to worship in. And so I would love mm. to talk about We talk about church, but we don't really talk about kingdom. And kingdom is where it's at. That's what God is looking at. That's what God wants. Because like you said, we serve Jesus, and he's not here. He was our example. He's gone uh, gone up back up into heaven, but he left us here to continue on the work. We become the hands and feet That's of Jesus, right. and we cannot do that sitting inside our church, soothing our own selves all the time. You know, we come to church, I got to get my release. And you, so we come to shout and we come and clap our hands and folks fall out of the altar. Woo, I got my release. And you go on and you haven't helped not one person. You haven't witnessed to not mm-hmm. one person. Mm-hmm. You haven't helped not one homeless person. You haven't done anything that God told you to do outside of that. And then you come back the next Sunday to get your fix. And the Lord is wanting to move the church from church mentality to kingdom mentality. Yes, you should come into the church and get your feel and hear from the Spirit of the Lord. I mean, we had a beautiful service this Sunday, and for the last three Sundays, the Lord has just been breaking out in our sanctuary at Destiny Christian wow. Center. I mean, just breaking out, and it's been so refreshing, but it is for naught if I walk out of that church every Sunday and hold all of that in. So the first thing I do is I'm going to go and I call somebody and I tell them what God has done. When I get to work, I talk about what the Lord has done. I look for ways to minister to people. I don't have to shove the Bible down their throat. It could just be being nice. It could just be paying for somebody's Starbucks. It could be moving from church mentality to kingdom mentality, not being all about yourself, but being about God's business. When Jesus was here on earth, he didn't spend all of his time in the synagogue. He spent his time with the people. He went out to the ones Mm -hmm. that were hungry. He went out to the ones who Mm -hmm. were lame. He went out to the ones who were blind, who were sick. He went out to the ones who were demon-possessed. Yeah, those people, the crazy ones that you want to leave in the mental institution. It takes kingdom people to go into a mental institution because some of those demons aren't mental. Some of, I mean, some of those patients aren't mental. They understand chemical imbalances. Yes, I know we have those. Some people Mm do. Some of it is demonic. And they need somebody with kingdom authority to walk in there and say, like Jesus did to that man in the garden, and say, get out. 
I'm not going to even ask, what is your name? Get out. And that person can be set free and made whole. Church people can't do that because they're only worried about getting their fix. Kingdom people can. Wow. And that is what God is doing. He's shifting us from church mentality to kingdom mentality. Listen. So um, I don't have much to add, but I'll come back and we can talk about that some more. <laughs> you can keep talking now because that is blessing me. I know people are out there, and I'm telling you, they're texting me, and they're saying, trust and obey. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is blessing us. So if you have something more to add, um, we'll bring you back on. And I'm telling you right now, I'm looking for the next date to bring you back on. So would you join us sometime in um, mid-November? Absolutely. I sure will. And that's what I'll, we'll talk about. I'll just, I'll just throw it out there now. We're going to talk about shifting from church to kingdom. And so we're not saying being people of the kingdom. Tired of just the saying stuff. Stop saying stuff that we're not. Say, we're, we, we say, oh, I'm a part of the kingdom of God. But nobody operates under the kingdom of God. So we're going to shift that. We're going to try to change that mentality. And God is wanting to do that. He really does. Because that's what yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's what people yeah, in the world yeah. are looking for. They're not looking for you to fall out at the altar. They're looking for somebody to help them get relief. And they get relief from the kingdom of God, not church people. Mm. Amen. Say that one more time. I said the people of the people in the world are looking for something and they're looking for relief and they get it from kingdom people, not church people, because <laughs> See, I keep going. Church people end up looking at them, and they just become judgmental, or they turn their nose up. I preached a sermon at our church a couple of about a month ago, talking about our idols. And it's funny how the word of the Lord comes to the, the speaker first. And so I told our congregation the story of, you know, I had gone to the grocery store, and through the Lord had spoken to me and told me to pay for the man behind me. He had a drink. And it was clear that he was a homeless man and, you know, homeless people don't have showers and that kind of thing. So he smelled pretty badly. And so I was so concerned. I'm confessing in front of the entire nation. Yes, I was so concerned about the smell that I refused to hear what God said. And so, I mean, I heard what God said, but I intentionally did not do what God said because I was just trying to get away. And, um, the Lord convicted me on that. The man even came and stood next to me while I was bagging my groceries, and I knew it was the Lord giving me a second opportunity to fulfill what he had told me to do, and I still did not do it. I slipped from a kingdom mentality into a church mentality because the church mentality says, yes, I have the gospel, but yes. I'm too busy to share it with you. I'm too, wow. I'm what? in a hurry. I don't have time to do that. And But if I had a kingdom mentality at that time, I would have done what Jesus did when he went out to those people. You can't tell me when those people that are sitting around the pool of Bethesda was all smelling like roses. They weren't because they were lame. They couldn't walk. They couldn't talk. Some of them were blind. They had nobody to move. The man said, I haven't had any, no long, how, no telling how long he had been, he had been laying there with sores and so God didn't Jesus didn't turn up his nose at them and walk away but church people do because I heard the gospel and I've been set free myself 
but I don't have mm. time to do that for you. I need to get out of this grocery store. I need to go cook dinner. I need to go do this or do that. But kingdom people, when you have that mentality, you see an opportunity to show compassion. The Bible says when Jesus saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. And instead of having the kingdom mentality and being moved with compassion to do what God told me to do for that man, I slipped into church mentality and said, I got to go. And that's what wow. God is trying to fix in us. And so we're not exempt just because you're a preacher, pastor, teacher, bishop, whomever, archbishop, whatever you call yourself or whatever title you have, you are not exempt from operating in kingdom all the time. And so God is trying to get us to move, trying to get us to move. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, so, so okay, I hear y'all are giving y'all text. We're going to bring her back. And I'm telling you it's going to be on November 10th or 17th. God, God says the same, and both of us can make it. It's going to be on the 10th or the 17th of November. I am counting on you. We're moving, shifting from the church to the kingdom mentality, y'all. Ooh, I cannot wait to hear that. I mean, I can wait, but I'm excited, <laughs> anticipating what God is going to say <laughs> through you. I, oh, my that. goodness. I feel like, well, you know what, I'm so, holding the calendar sitting here. Okay, wonderful. I don't, I have a, I'm getting messages, do both of you, do both days, so... <laughs> As they're saying, do both dates. So November 10th and 17th. Okay, y'all, put it out there now. If she can, if her calendar says she's passing now, if her calendar says, then we're going to have her back on November 10th and 17th. Okay. I see y'all. I'm getting a text from different people. We're going <laughs> to, November 10th and 17th, Pastor Leah, you can make both of those and somehow you know, divide it up over those two dates. That would be great. Absolutely. I will make that commitment right now, and I will put it in my calendar, and I will start to prepare for that right now. Because God is speaking. I love it. He is. He is. Now, listen, people, y'all asking for her. I want y'all to share and get her name out there, Pastor Leah Britton, L-E-A-H is her first name, Britton, B-R-I-T-T-E-N. If you have not, you need to have her in your city or in your country. On your continent, I'm telling you, this this teaching is powerful. Shifting our mentality is incredibly important on all levels, especially this one. I am I'm in, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I knew what God said in having you on, and I appreciate God for it and thank Him. All right, is there anything else you would like to share on tonight, Pastor? No, but can I just pray for the people of God? Is that all right? Absolutely, yeah. That's how we want to end it. Go right ahead. Well, Father, we just thank you so much time for for this time that we've had together, Lord. We thank you so much for your grace and your mercy, Lord God. Lord, all day long we have been with you. We have been in your presence. Most of us went to a worship service today, and we lifted our hands. And, Lord God, we declared how great thou art, and we declared that you are good in the midst of the sanctuary, Lord. We just give you praise, glory, and honor for the body of Christ today, God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, I thank you for the presence of the Lord that I've sensed even right now, Lord, and what you're speaking to the body of Christ, Lord God, in the 
shifting that you're making in our spirit, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now that this word that has gone forth, that came from your lips, Lord, would find good ground in the hearts of your people, in their spirits, Lord God. Let it begin to germinate, Lord God. It is one one that sows and one that waters, Lord God, but you give the increase, Lord. Send the next person to water this seed, Lord, and then you breathe on it, the breath of life, and let it blossom Mm. in our spirits that we would do, Lord Mm -hmm. God, what you have called for us to do. Lord God, we rebuke the spirit of fear, Lord God, that would keep us hanging on to the things that you are telling us to let go of. Lord God, we rebuke the spirit, Lord God, that causes us to be comfortable in our sin, Lord God. Stir us up in our hearts, Lord God. Stir us up in our minds. Stir us up, Lord God, that we would do all that you have called for us to do. Lord, set our souls afire, Lord God, again. Lord, take us back to the first day, Lord God, when we first received you, Lord, when we first experienced your power and your anointing, Lord God. And, Lord, cause us to seek after you like we've never sought after you before. Lord, let us find ourselves on our faces. Let us find ourselves with our plates pushed back. Let us find ourselves, Lord God, seeking after your face, Lord God, to do whatever it is that you have called us to do. Lord, we want to be the people of God that you have called us to be. Father, I pray a special blessing over this listening audience, Lord God, Lord, that as they came into this uh, chat and into this online radio station, Lord God, that you would send a special blessing into their home. Father, you know what each and every one of them needs. You see what's going on in their houses, Lord God, what's preventing them from serving you completely. Lord God, send ministering angels to minister. Those that are sick right now, Lord God, we pray for healing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. We rebuke, Lord, cancers right now in the name of Jesus. We speak to tumors that are growing behind the eye a tumor that is growing behind the eye. We rebuke it now. In the name of Jesus, we command it to dry up and die and go back to hell from within came. Lord, restore their vision completely, Lord God. Let them see 2020. God, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, Lord God, that you would take them through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this coming week, Lord God. Lord God, let them find somebody to minister to. Let them find somebody to share the gospel with. Lord, in the name of Jesus, speak encouragement into our spirits, Lord God. And Lord God, those that are weak in the faith, Lord God, those that are tired, Mm. Lord God, we ask you to uplift them right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, for the spirit of heaviness, Lord God. We put on the garment of praise, Lord God. We hold our brothers and our sisters up, Lord, those that are struggling, Lord God. You're a God that leaves not one behind. Lord God, you will leave the 99 to go after the one, Lord God. Lord, so go after the one, God, the one, the one, the one that's set by the wayside, the one that walked away from the flock. Go after the one, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, we pray right now, Lord, for those that are listening to this broadcast that are backsliders who once knew you, Lord God, and knew your power and heard your voice, Lord. We're asking you to draw them back into the kingdom because we need every single person in their place, Lord God. Stir them up and convict them in their heart. But Lord, let them sense the love of God that supersedes any wrongdoing that they've ever done in their life. Lord, let your blood prevail. Yes, Lord. Let your blood prevail, God, the blood of Jesus over your people, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for the blessings and the favor and the grace and the mercy that you give to us daily. Lord God, we praise you for all things, for you do all things well, and you will perfect those things that concern us, God. And we give you praise, glory, and honor today, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Amen. In the Lord. Um, listen, you all, um, we're, we're praying for you, not just myself, but there's many others who are praying for you. And so we want you to know that the love of God is so powerful, and all we have to do is just receive that love. And once we receive that love, don't just set it down. Pick it up. Share. You may not know a whole lot, but share about what God has done for you. I am ecstatic about Pastor Leah Britton and what's to come for her. And I thank you for operating in kingdom authority, Pastor Leah. It is evident that the anointing is upon your life. And I appreciate it. God bless you. God bless you. Thank um, you for having me. I really, really appreciate it. I'm honored to be very honest with you. I'm very honored. Um, I have some notes down, and I'm going to make sure I operate um, in the in the message that you have given to us. And I pray you all share this. Pastor Leah Britton has just unpacked some things of how to operate in kingdom authority. She's going to take it to the next level, November 10th and 17th. Um, we have the commitment, and God says the same in everything is in alignment because he is the king. Everything is in alignment with his will. Then we will both be back on November 10th and 17th, and I'm going to give her the full reign of the broadcast. So, um, Pastor Lena, I'm telling you now, I'll be on probably two, three minutes, and the rest is yours, and we want you to unpack that um, for however long God says to unpack it. I, Amen. I well, I mean, go right ahead. I said, I, I certainly will do that. And, you know, be prepared. I'm a teacher, so I give homework. I love it. We need it. <laughs> it's called discipline for discipleship. That's where discipleship discipline so that we can go out and make sure that we make disciples of men and women in the kingdom of God. Listen, you all have been listening to KAB, the Kingdom Authority broadcast. I am your host, Reverend Dancia. So glad to have Pastor Leah Britton with us again. I'm just going to keep saying her name. I want you to follow on her, follow her, look her up on Facebook, and make sure to follow her, Leah, L-E-A-H, Britton, B-R-I-T-T-E-N. Go ahead and follow her. See what she's up to. See what she's doing, what she has, what God is saying through her, and I guarantee you, you will be blessed. I want you to come on next Sunday. Next Sunday is incredible. Next Sunday, we have Minister Noah Paul, that's going to be with us. Guess what we're talking about? We're talking about infertilities and the struggles that men have with with infertility. This is so heavy. People don't know that there's people in the body of Christ struggling with this, married and cannot have children. And we we talked about my journey and the journey of of my girl, Sister Candace Ellaby, and she's going to be back on with us. We're going to dive into this and see how men are dealing with this. If you know a man, if you are a man and you know anyone, and if you have been struggling with this, we invite you on next Sunday. You can call in 646-668-2413. Join the discussion. Make sure you follow me on my um, Facebook page, Dancia Jones-Morris, and you can click that pick 
and make sure you join us. I'm telling you, the struggles my husband's going to be on, Reverend Leon is going to be on next Sunday. He's finally joining again after almost two years, y'all. He's joining, and he's going to talk about the struggles that he faced in watching me go through that, that season of my life. So listen, join us next Sunday, September, I believe it's September 8th, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time with Minister Noah, Reverend Leon, and Candace Ellaby. And we're going to unpack some things, share some things. Uh, we've already had some notes out, and I'm telling you, it's powerful. So we're operating with authority in our territory, and in spite of the things that we think are not good, God has used them. So join us again. I'm your host, Reverend Dancy Jones-Moore. Thank you again, Pastor Leah, and you all have a great night.